I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host for another Best Eleven feature. Um, it's been a while, but I'm absolutely delighted to say we've got good friend of the pod, David Hurdon. How are you, David? I'm good, thanks. Thanks thank, thanks for giving me this challenge to try and come up with. Uh, I've only had about 10 sleepless nights since you've asked me to do it. <laughs> it is tough, isn't it? And, and, and as you said, like, it's... I haven't done mine yet, but um, I have changed mine week to week, day to day on, on certain positions. And has it been the same same for you? Just wait till you've been going for 50 years, Paul. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. But I think it's like every, like every other fan, you'll have certain favourites that probably you'll never change your mind till the day you die. And then there'll be other ones that change every 20 minutes, depending on the mood you're in. <laughs> Well, I feel like this current Rangers teammate, to be honest with you. Oh, jeez, <laughs> yeah. No, no. That changes uh, minute by minute. Um, but, but David, before we get onto the, the team and, and we go through that, um, just like to obviously give a mention to, to your books. Um, I know Colin has had you on. Uh, and, yeah. and anyone that hasn't sort of, you know, gone and watched or, or listened to that, I, I would really, you know, advise it. We'll, we'll put the link in there. Um, when, when this goes out as well, so people have got easy access to that. But um, yeah, just tell us obviously a little bit more about about the you know your books and and I think you've got a new one coming out. Am I right in saying? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, well, my my first Rangers book came out about a year ago, um, early early last year. It was called 1872, and it was it was a series of biographies of of Rangers players from the first 75 years of the club's history. So even I hadn't seen any of them that I was writing about. Um, my second one was a history of Rangers winning the week up, uh, which I was desperately hoping I was going to write a new chapter for a few weeks back, but um, that's just going to have to go back another year. So, Kings of the Week Cup was the second one that came out because I've won it more than anyone else. And my, my latest book is uh, the story of 1977-78. That was uh, John Gregg's last season as a player, Jock Wallace winning the treble, David Cooper's first season. It was a kind of beginning and end of an era. So, um, that was a kind of leave it all up, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, no brilliant. That that sounds like a, a really, really good read, David. And obviously the League Cup, um, yeah, that absolutely don't want to bring it back up again. But um, 
I sort of go back when I, you know, when I was, you know, young. Um, I feel like we won the League Cup, you know, all, all the time. It was yeah, something that was just in it. But for the younger supporters now, it's um, well, what, what was it, 2010? Two, was it 2010? 10 11 season, yeah. Um, I went to my first League Cup final in 1975. I showed my age already. Um, we just beat Celtic 1 0. And by 1999, so that tw- 25 in 25 years, I never missed a final and I saw us win it 14 times. So, so, so that that's why you say you think Rangers won the League Cup. In my generation, we absolutely owned the League Cup. Um, it yeah. was, it was really unusual yeah. to see the team picture without it at the front. Yes, man, it's changed time, but hopefully uh, that, that's going to come back back daily. Yeah. But just just on on the yeah. books, David, where can um, people go and buy and access the, the you know your books? The, the the simplest thing to do is go to Amazon. Right. Um, if you just look up my my name on it, although it'll be David Rowell and Davy on it. Um, I've got an author page on it, and the, the three books are there. Obviously, the, the latest one's only pre-sale at the moment. Um, it's not actually out yet to the 1st of May. Um, actually, they've, they've put a little, I think they've got about 20 or 30% off at the moment. The oh, folk want to go in it just now, um, to try and encourage people to buy them. But if you just go into the, either that, if you, if you type in Rangers books, Glasgow Rangers books into Amazon, and it'll, it'll bring a, a chart out, and they're, they're in amongst all them. You can do it through the publishers, but Amazon's usually cheapest, because usually you get the postage free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't beat a bit of Amazon, can I? Yeah, I know. When, when, the new, when the new one comes out, it will be in the Watson stores in Scotland. But obviously it's not out yet. No, brilliant. No, thank, thanks for that, David. Um, I appreciate it. And again, you know, sort of echo that. Anyone that, that, that wants to get David's books, please, please do. But David, I've, I've actually... So your best 11. Um, yeah. I've thrown, I'm going to throw one in before we can get to any players. I think I know the answer. But okay. you just mentioned two Rangers managers um, a couple of minutes ago. Who would be manager of this, you know, of your team? Who's been the best Rangers manager of your lifetime? Um, I think that's pretty simple, to be honest with you. But um, there's there's best managers and there's managers that leave an impression with you, if, yeah. if you know what I mean. So, Jock Wallace was an absolute idol of mine. Yeah. His, his first spell at Rangers, he, he wasn't just a great manager. He was, he was a great Rangers man and I absolutely loved him to bits. Um, and I'll tell you something else, he, he picked very attacking football teams. Um, he's got this reputation as being this hard man that made them run up and down sand dunes all the time. But um, he always played two wingers. He always had teams attacking first minute to last. He was a very attacking, <laughs> attacking manager. I loved watching these teams. Uh, so Jock Wallace was a hero. Soon as changed my life. And soon as, <laughs> and soon as came, he just utterly changed everything. Uh, he made Rangers into what my dad always said Rangers were, which was just this club that sat above everybody else. And it was, it was marvellous. He was so good, I named my son after him. So Sunnis was, was the greatest for me. But if you talk about a football manager, it's Walter Smith. Of course it is. Um, well, actually, the, the Walter the second time round was probably even more incredible than he was the first time round. And the first time round, he was absolutely unstoppable almost. Um, he just got it. He just, he just, it was only, if a man was born to be the Rangers manager, it was probably him. Um, he just, he just totally gets the club. He gets, he gets the support and he, he wins trophies. And that's actually what, that's actually what it's really about. Interesting you say that about him the, the, the second time round, Davey. Did you, did, because obviously he was well, obviously well liked, well loved the first time, you know, yeah, around, but absolutely. 
I'll be honest, my, my dad always says that there was times where, I don't know if you're, you're the same here, but he said there was times where he, he wanted Smith to go the, 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 you know, the first time around quite because of Europe, because of the results. In- yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's, that's, that's true. <laughs> that's true. There was, there was definitely, there wasn't just grumblings about um, Europe. There was, the, at the time, there was quite a few grumbles about this sort of standard of football because we had such an expensive team compared with most other teams and we weren't, and we struggled a lot when we shouldn't have done. Yeah, we still yeah. won lots of trophies, but it was sometimes quite a hard watch, especially maybe not the last years when Gascoigne and Loudrop appeared and maybe not the, the, the first bit of his management when Hateway McCoy stood at their peak. But there was this little middle bit that it, it was it was a wee bit hard going sometimes. Um, and there was, there was definitely grumblings about it. There was definitely grumblings. In fact, even the second time in Kaunas, Peters, if you remember in Europe, um, yeah. there was there was a there was a number of people who thought he should go then, quite incredibly. But um, he was, he, he'll go down. People will be talking about him in 100 years, the way, the way people talk about Struth and Waddle and guys like that. He, he's, he's going to be a giant forever. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait till that, that statue goes up, David, because it's, <laughs> It's, you know, he deserves it, doesn't he? I wonder if he's cardigan on for those for those <laughs> yeah. that remember the nineties. Well, um, you know, you say, it's funny you say that, but um, even you know, as a kid, I always say this. But as a kid, sort of, you know, I, I was, I don't know, when he when he left the first time, I think I would have been what six or seven, something like that. But um, but I always just remember what he just how, always how smart he was. Do you know what I mean? That was just one of the first sort of things mm-hmm. that that you remember of Smith. So. Uh, he just even as I say the second time he was always immaculate, um, and as you said that just you know as a Rangers manager, I can very very rarely remember Rangers managers that weren't expected to be like that. Um, in fact, I'll, I really will show how old fashioned I am. I, I I don't like the fact Michael Beale doesn't shave. I really don't like that, <laughs> and it, it's, it's it's probably a generational thing. I'm sure it's a generational thing. Um, but if you're going to wear a shirt and tie, at least have a shave as well, please. Please. <laughs> you know what? It's funny you say that. I see that uh, a comment a little while ago on, on Twitter, and I know Twitter can be a mad place for the best of times. Oh, I don't, I don't do it. I don't. Do it. <laughs> and it was about John Gregg when he's got the uh, European trophy, and he he hasn't had a shave. Uh, but there's obviously a story behind that. That oh, he, yeah. he, 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 he cut his he cut his face, and he couldn't shave, and yeah. we start, and we started winning, and he and he said, oh, "I'm only going to shave this off if we, if we get knocked out," and yeah. and we didn't, it, so he's kept wearing it. It just made me laugh that that someone put that and said, "Um, this you know is the the only Europe European trophy we've got," and he's he's not had a shave. I, was like, oh, I know, I know, it's mental, isn't it? Um, but, uh, Stan- but yeah. standards, 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 no, standards no, are it. what we're built on. No, absolutely. Um, you know. But yeah, Walter Smith, as I said, that was a, that was one I would have picked. But um, you know, you said about Jock Wallace there as well. That actually surprised yeah. me, maybe, because everything I've sort mm-hmm. of heard or you know, sort of that he the way he was obviously here about all the running. You saying he played a really attacking team did as a probably a little bit surprised me. See, there. He had this reputation. See, because his teams were so fit. Yeah, he had they had this reputation about they were just big physical players that just ran over the top of other teams. Couldn't be further for the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll talk. I'll talk about three or four players, no doubt. Yeah, from his teams. Um, but if you just look at the, the signings he made over the year, he was he was always buying wingers. He was always buying creative midfield players. He, 
it, Sandy Jardin, for example, full fullback going forward all the time. It, it wasn't it wasn't a defensive man, manager in any way. He was he was an attacking manager. Even the second and the second time he came back, although it wasn't successful, he he was giving guys like Ian Durant their chance. He, Derek Ferguson, or he started with Greg, but Derek Ferguson put a lot of games under him. Um, he, he, he gave youngsters a chance as well. Um, I, I thought he was a, he was a, he was a great man. I, I remember meeting him. He scared the life out of me, but he, he was a great man. <laughs> he's got that. I love I love watching all his old his old clips, his old videos. He just didn't he didn't mess about, did he? But uh, it, yeah, it was it, it fright, yeah frightening to uh, interview. Uh, I bet. I'd 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 love if there was a time machine that um, Jock Wallace could sit in a TV studio with Michael Stewart. Oh, I don't think Stuart would get out of line, <laughs> well, that, that, that's, that's exactly what I'm suggesting. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, right, David, let's get, let's get on this uh, 11 then. Uh, obviously, start, yeah. start from the back. Um, if you could go through and tell us what sort of formation you're going to play. And, and you, you young guys always talk about formations <laughs> and stuff like that. Ah, oh, Jesus. Just get um, in. Yeah, uh, well, sort of. There'll, there'll be a back four. And there'll be two wingers, and we'll, we'll take it for there. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, okay, goalkeepers. Um, so what, what I've ended up doing with this, I've created a kind of long list. I just dumped names down that I think deserve to be thought about. Yeah. Then I've cut it down to a kind of short list who are actually got a chance to get in the team. Um, so the long list, if you like, when I go back to when, the, when I first went to, to see to see Rangers longer ago than you can remember, um, Peter McCloy was the goalkeeper most of the time. Now, Peter McCloy will not make this team. Right. But I think he deserves to get mentioned simply because he, he's the only he's the, the record uh, appearance holder for a goalkeeper for Rangers. He's got way over 500 appearances. Um, and he won, he won the European Trophy. He was... Oh. He was actually picked by Willie Waddle and by Walter Smith. <laughs> so, Walter Smith picked him as a caretaker when, when before Sunnis arrived. So, 16 years at Rangers, I think he, he deserves to get mentioned. He's, he's not going to make the team, um, but he deserves to get mentioned. But I think um, in all my time watching Rangers, the goalkeeping position changed when Sunnis arrived. In effect, there was pl- I saw plenty of goalkeepers McCoy especially, Stuart Kennedy back in the 70s as well, who had one great season when we won the league in 74-75, but um, the standard of goalkeeping just just rocketed when Sunnis arrived. Um, and the, the the four great goalkeepers I've had in effect are Chris Woods, uh, Andy Gorham, Stephen Kloss and Alan McGregor. That, that, that's the four great goalkeepers I think I've seen. Um, and then I say to myself, do I just make them all the shortlist or do I actually try to... Um, so I think in any other any other club, if they're asked to do a, a 1-11, supporters of any other club, apart from Rangers, I think Callum McGregor would win it. Yeah. <laughs> Which tells you that I think who's, who is going to be my goalkeeper. But um, I think in any other... I can't think of another goalkeeper for another club who's been as impressive for as long as Alan McGregor has at Rangers. And yet, I don't think he's the best goalkeeper I've seen from the club. Um, McGregor has it's been absolutely sensational. And that, that that season when we won 55, actually, was as close as I've ever seen 
to the guy I have ended up putting because um, he was absolutely brilliant. Um, that 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 save of um, Slavia Prague right at the end of the game. I I, I, I remember watching that and thinking, I, I don't believe I've just seen that. Disbelief. <laughs> yeah, maybe he said some he said some great saves, but that one stands stood out for me. Um, so McGregor was almost it, and I've got to mention Chris Woods. Because I, th- I think he's the one that changed everything when it came to goalkeepers for Ranger. Um, he came in. He was he was well. He was he was second choice for England when he came in. But he soon became the England goalkeeper. But he just said the England international goalkeeper for Christ's sake. <laughs> I mean, that's just. I suppose for MD after the early nineties, probably nobody would believe that. Yeah. Um, Chris Woods was a man who really commanded his area. He, he, he dominated his, his goal. He was a he just was a proper goalkeeper. Um, and Stefan Klaus won the Champions League. He was he was an excellent keeper for years as well. Um, but but you know who I'm going to pick. There's, there's, I think most most people will go of my age will probably all take the same goalkeeper, and that's Andy Gore. And, and there was a there was a period in the 1990s that I genuinely think he would have been the best goalkeeper on the planet. Maybe because he played in Scotland, he might not have been viewed as as such a thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, I wouldn't have swapped him for anybody, anybody at all. In fact, I think it tells you something that the year we almost got to the Champions League final, we won the treble. Gorham won Player of the Year. Did he really? Yeah. Is that what that is? Is that the 93 season? McCoy scored. I don't know, just about 50 goals. Him and Hately ran riot all over, all over Britain, all over Europe. Uh, we had an iron defence. We were absolutely, but Andy Gorham was, he was the players, players player of the year and the player of the year in Scotland that year. Yeah. He, was just, he was just phenomenal. The number of points he must have won that team over the years. And he'd, and he'd done it in the biggest games as well. Um, there was a period of time in the, in the 90s we used to go to Parkhead and it was almost like they were playing against a brick wall. I, I, you, just, you, just, you just don't know how he'd done it half the time. Yeah. Um, this, the season I was talking about, we, we we won down at Leeds in the in the Wednesday night in the in the European Cup. And he he eventually considered a goal with two minutes to go, but he he was he was making great saves every five minutes almost. It felt like it. And everybody said, he, you'll never see a better goalkeeping performance in that in your life. We went to Parkhead on the Saturday and he was, he was every bit as good again. Uh, we, we beat we beat them one 0 and I think on pressure they should they should have beat us about six or seven one, but he just stopped everything. Um, he was just incredible. What a goalkeeper he was! He wasn't big, um, but he he, he he seemed to fill the goal whenever I, I, he was one of the, the goalkeepers. When I, when I forward went through on him, you fancied the goalkeeper to stop it, no matter who it was, <laughs> no matter who the player was. The, the one that sticks out for him, Davey, is the the, Ho- the Van, Hoy- Van Hoydert one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's still, yeah, that's the still. It's hard, you were saying about Alan McGregor there, and um, you said about the Slavia Prague one, but the, the Werder Bremen one always sticks Bremen out. Bremen as well, absolutely. But yeah. I don't think I could pick a favourite save between that Van Hoydert one and Ver- Werder Bremen one, because they're two that you just, uh, well, obviously I was a bit young for the, the Gora yeah. one, but you just turn away, it's a goal. You just, there's no absolutely. way you're getting there, and it's just like, how, how, how did he save that? Incredible, but yeah, I mean, I say I've not seen Gorham sort of live, or but you know, I feel like all his highlights are, as you just said, there the big games, the old firm games, the European games, 
Um, yeah. And it's just save after save. Um, and I suppose I mentioned earlier on that sometimes the team in the 90s struggled in games that, that they really shouldn't have done. I suppose everybody does that really when you think about it. But um, Goro made so many great saves in games at Ibox with 1-1-0 or 1-2-1 that's just completely forgotten about now. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know, I don't, Dundee or Dundee United or Airdrie or whoever it happened to be. He'd, be. he'd be doing nothing for half an hour, then suddenly he pulled this absolutely unbelievable save out. That's what I'm saying, the number of points he actually won the team. Yeah. So I, they called him the goalie and I, 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 you get you get why. He was, he, was, he, was, he was the man. And I think, to be fair, the majority of supporters of my age group will probably all go for him. Yeah. Because he, and I think it tells you how good he was when you think about how good these other guys were. That, when, when, to be fair, when, 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 like yourself, come on and say, you know, Gorham over McGregor, I do think, Kai he must have been something else then. Because, um, as you just said there with McGregor as well, he's been, he's been, some of his game is saved as well. Yeah. Was it, was it, is it close? Is it close, David, or is it, uh, you know, he runs away it's it's it got cl- it got closer for a while yeah funnily enough Gordon probably stayed for a little bit too long right. he was just he, his last his last season he gave two or three really bad goals away like McGregor and McGregor's done the same thing McGregor's done the same thing yeah um, we, t- we tend to gloss over Gordon's last season a little bit I think when he had I think he he's he wasn't the best trainer. I don't think he had the best attitude, in truth. Yeah. And probably that last season wasn't the real McGregor, with the real Gorham. But um, he was so good for five or six years, though. <laughs> he was he was so good. You let him have that. Is it, is, is it close? Yeah, it's closer than it's it's closer than it used to be because I think McGregor's fifty-five season made me because I always used to put Woods at number two. Right. And, and uh, McGregor's went above him in my in my head, probably since that fifty five season. Yeah, no, no, <clears throat> two or three, four, four top goalkeepers in without even going on to, to Stefan Klaus, who another as exactly. You said, I know, I know. But um, yeah, good start, Davy. Um, so one of your one of your fullbacks you can go from uh, I don't know, right, right back or, or left. Oh, I'm I'm old, I'm old fashioned. You go number one, then number two. So right, yeah, it's, it's cool. got to be the right back, hasn't it? Um. So for right back, does that does that I didn't take too long of a right back if I'm honest with you. It's one of the few that didn't take me very long. I think there's there's been some good right backs. Um I, I used to like Sergio Perini, funnily enough, in the back in the late nineties. I thought he was a great, a good old fashioned solid defensive player that very few wingers get the better of. Um Alan Hutton was terrific for about six months, but he wasn't terrific for long enough. Nah. But, but there was that little period of time. He was playing Champions League games and running right. <laughs> he, was, he was suddenly brilliant. The Stuttgart, but, Stuttgart game at home. Then, yeah, yeah. I remember the, that night just thinking, he's he's gone soon. Because I just, he was unbelievable, uh, yeah. that game. But as a Rangers career, it was only, it was, only a bit, it was less than a season probably. Yeah. There's, 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 the shortlist has got three on it. Um, the current captain's there. So I'm not going to surprise anybody when I say n- none of the current team have made my all-time, <laughs> all-time 11. I, I won't probably won't surprise anybody. Yeah. But I think I think Tavernier gets a bit of a raw deal. 
if I'm honest. Um, and I think he gets a raw deal compared to the other two guys I'm going to talk about because he plays in an era that every game's televised and every game's analysed to death. Yeah. Um, and it, it's almost as if these days um, every goal is a defensive mistake. Um, it's almost as if wingers aren't allowed to beat fullbacks. The fullbacks aren't allowed to let crosses in the box anymore. Um, there's never been a fullback born that hasn't let a cross into the box or hasn't conceded a daft goal. Um, Darwin is actually a better defender than people give him credit for. He's, he's not. He's, he's, that's not his strength. I'm not saying it is, but he's, he's actually a better right back, I think, than a lot. Of, I mean, I, 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 I said to Ibrox, I think, and a lot of people, all they talk about is how. How crap a defender is. I, don't, I think that's really unfair, and I think they've been conditioned to think that way because of the, the, the way modern football is. With all the, but the thing I like most about Tavernier, apart from the fact the number of goals he scored, is um, I think he never hides. I, I like the fact that uh, no matter how the game's going, he'll still try to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, now sometimes it doesn't come off, and he comes into all kinds of abuse. And the easy thing to then do would be then play the safe pass the next thing, and he doesn't do that. And sometimes that means he puts three crap crosses in, in a row because he's still trying to do the right thing. And I like that. I like yeah. that in a, in a player. It's a typical case, David, with Tavernier that we won't, well, a lot, as you said, a lot of the support won't know what they are till it's gone. Yeah. And yeah. replacing him has got big, big shoes to fill. Um, but yeah, you, you're spot on. I, yeah. I agree. Really. Um, he's, he's not the best right back I've seen, but he's. I, I, I wanted to put him in this shot simply because I think he gets a bit of a a raw deal quite a lot of the time. But by by he wasn't as good as the other two guys, if I'm honest with you. So Gary Stevens, who was um, the right back at the start of nine in a row, uh, Graham Soonest brought him in for Everton. He was another England international. He was a he was a terrific right back. He was he was one of these modern athletic fullbacks who. Seemed to just, he could got him down the park all day. Yeah. But he was a really, really good defender. He was a really strong tackling player. Um, he, he'd already won a European trophy with Everton. He won the league with Everton. He was an England international. I mean, he, was, he was a top player. We only got him because the English teams were banned for Europe, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so he, I don't, I don't think we just lost a league championship with him in the team, to be honest. I think, I think all the time he was there, we won the league every year. How many years was Gary Stephen there, though? Do you know if the if you uh, he got he missed a lot of games towards the end of his Rangers career injured. I think he left about ninety four, but he never he never played it that much after sort of once ninety two ninety three came in, he he was injured. Um, he came back for a little while, then went back out injured again. But from sort of eighty eight to ninety two, he was he was terrific. Yeah. He was he was an excellent player. Um, and it, it takes an excellent player to be better than him, to be honest with you. It takes a really... And I don't think anyone will be surprised who my right-back is either, to be honest with you. But uh, it has to be Sandy Jardin. San, Sandy Jardin was an absolute Rolls Royce of a, of a, a right-back. Um, so the, the first the first Rangers team I saw, he was right-back in it. And he stayed the right-back for years. Although he had actually, just before my time... He'd been an inside forward, and I, and I think he was a player. He could, he could play at full back. He could play at sweeper. He could play at centre back. He could play in midfield. He was just a really, really good football player. Um, he played for Scotland a lot. 
1974 World Cup. He was one of the best right backs in the tournament. Yeah. Um, he was just class. He was just, he was he was a good defender, but he was a great football player. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like if he hadn't been a right back, he might have ended up being in this team somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Well, he was um when he when Rangers sold him, he was he was well in his thirties, he went to Hearts. And he ended up the Scottish player of the year at Hearts as a sweeper. Uh, the year Hearts should have won the league in eight five, eighty six. And he was about 37 or thirty eight year old by that time. Um, he could read his reading of the game was just incredible. He actually didn't make too many last gas tackles because he actually could read a game. And he was able to intercept things before he had to make last game tackles. That's a sign of a good player, isn't it? Ah, he, he was, he was, he was just class. He was like a class football, and he was a, he was a, he was a leader as well. Although he wasn't the captain most of the time that I, I watched Rangers, but uh, you can see he was a vocal, he was vocal, he was a leader. He, he just, he was just a full thing for me. Um, I can't imagine there's been too many better right backs that's ever played for Rangers. I can't. There might be, possibly where, but there, there can't be very many. I don't think. He was he was sensational. I think he's going to be very very popular in in this uh, best eleven. Yeah. I think that he'll I be. Think so. And I'm 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 wary of the fact that um, the, the the fans done a greatest eleven. Um, God, that must be over twenty years ago now. Uh, and, my and, and, my, and my first my first two or the first two in that greatest eleven. It's almost as if I'm copying <laughs> it already. Yeah. You're going you're going that way. That was that was some team as well. So. Let's get on to your, your centre-backs then, then, then Davey. Um, oh, you do them first? Right, OK. Um, I keep forgetting that's how modern... Get, <laughs> yeah, get I'm, going, I'm going across. Know, it's yeah, up to you. If you want to go with your left-back... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Um, no, in fact, let me do, let me do the left-back because... Um, left-back in, in my team is the only position that I've got a guy in there who I don't actually think was the best in the position that I've seen. Oh. Is that not a strange thing to say? Um, so I think the best left-back I've seen at Rangers was Arthur Newman. Um, the, the ultimate modern fullback. And, um, my Christ, I don't know how many games he played for Holland, but he must have been one of the best fullbacks in Europe, never mind, never mind Scotland. Easily. He was he was a genuine world world class player. There's not too many of them really. We we, we to kid on. There's lots of world class players. But no, 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 he no. actually he actually probably was one. It and not only that, we we actually we actually got him at the time that he was a world class player. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Did he not just play for Holland in the, the World Cup? I think he just we, we we signed him just when he was going to the World Cup. Yeah. He was yeah. just about to go. He was just about to go there. So he, he actually was a Rangers player when he played in '98. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they got to they got to the semi final. I'm sure he, I'm sure he played in the semi final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get beat penalties. Um, he was he was just a great player. Um, he's he's the best left back I've seen. And I'd, another one I'd like to mention is Davy Robertson, who was the, the Gary Stevens of the left hand side and what and Walter Smith's first team in the early nineties. He was he was another really athletic, strong, fit, up and down the park, good defensive fullback. Uh, I really liked him. And if I go back further, there's like uh, Stuart Monroe, who was Mr. Dependable at left back. Ali Dawson, who... Ali Dawson was a... I think he'd have been a really good Rangers left back, but he had a really bad injury. 
he when he first came into the team on a consistent basis under John Gregg, he was he, he looked as if he was going to be an absolute star for Rangers. He was but the guy that was left back uh for much of the seventies when I went to see Rangers has to be in this team somewhere. I've got to pick him somewhere. <laughs> uh, I could I could pick him in midfield, I could pick him at centre back, but he's just got to be in it. Um, and that's John Gregg. Um John Gregg's got this reputation as being this hard man. Um, this, you know, wave the fist, wave the fist at the rest of the team and get them all playing, um, run through brick walls, kind of thing. First and foremost, John Gregg was an absolutely terrific footballer. Um, he was capped by Scotland at right back, at left back, at what's now called defensive midfield and at centre back. So he was capped in four different positions. He captained Scotland when Scotland with guys like Billy Bremner they could have been captain, but they made John Gregg the captain. Yeah. He was a terrific footballer and he scored more goals for Rangers than Mark Hatley did. So 120 goals he scored for Rangers. Um, and there's only about five or six penalties in amongst it. He was an absolute... He was a mountain of a Rangers player. Um, and every, te- every team needs a captain. And there's no way my all-time Rangers team doesn't if him as the captain. So I've just got to put him in the team. Yeah, I've yeah. got to do it. And I've decided to put him in it left back because it's easier leaving out Arthur Newman than it is leaving out somebody at centre back. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've decided that's where he's going. Um, but to be fair, um, John, if, if you talk about Greg and his in his last season as a player. Um, when he gets testimonial year, to give you the idea of how highly regarded John Gregg was in, when I was young, um, Rangers won the treble that season. They played Celtic in a cup final. They played Aberdeen in a cup final. Yet the biggest crowd Rangers played in front of that season was John Gregg's testimonial. Jesus. Says it all. He was absolutely loved. Uh, and funny enough, when you Another slight aside in this one. Um, he was the captain for the first the first six years, first six seasons. He was the Rangers captain. He only lifted one domestic trophy. Celtic won almost everything, and yet Tavernier's a loser. You now Tavernier's a loser, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but in those six in those six seasons, John Gregg absolutely carried Rangers some of the time. He was. The num- you, you look back at the number of games Rangers played back in the late 60s and early 70s that they won 1-0 or 2-1 and John Gray scored one of the goals in it from defence. He was just he was just a, he was a phenomenon. See, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't realise his, his first sort of six, seven years it was... Yeah, as, cap- as captain, not as a player. As captain. As captain, yeah. Uh, but, he, well, he won lots of trophies in his first bit as a player as a, before he became captain in the early 60s. But, um, but I suppose you don't... Get- you know, the greatest ever Ranger for... for exactly. And and he, he was everything you'd want a Rangers captain to be, mm-hmm. on and off the pitch. Um, he wasn't just an inspiration on the pitch, which he absolutely was, and he dragged Rangers to wins that some of the time they weren't going without him. But one of my... I remember when I was really young, I remember the Ibrox disaster, uh, and Greg was... Him and Willie Waddle were the, were the two that represented the club Incredibly, won the manager, won the won the the captain. That's that's why it's his statue. It's outside 
I know it's a, it's a disaster. It's a disaster start you. It's not a John Greg start you. I keep telling everybody, but that's who it had to be of. It had to be him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, had to be him. And then obviously Barcelona. And all, it was a tin lid, it? Two trebles before he retires and all that sort of stuff. He was just. He was, he was just. He was a force of nature as a Rangers captain. Um, and I've seen a lot of really good Rangers captains, but he. I, Again, I might see some great ones in the future as well, but will I ever probably think of him as good as John Gregg? I bet I don't. No. I bet I don't. <clears throat> no, as I said, I, you know, stories I can only go of, of what I'm told, but um, yeah, I think you summed it up really well there, there Damien. And for one minute, I did think you was going to uh, was going to go with Arthur Newman, but um, <laughs> he, he must have been some player to get ahead of Newman anyway. Put it that way, because as you said, Newman was top draw. Funny enough, just in his last season, I said he got his testimonial. Um, Rangers went through this really this big blip to, in the running. They were they were miles in front, and Aberdeen were started to we started dropping points, and Aberdeen actually caught us. And we played in a semi final against the United in the, in the Scottish Cup on the Wednesday night. We struggled badly in it, um, and he scored this <laughs> uh, one of these ones that chipped in, it and he just took it in his chest, and just everybody just bounced off him, and he just ran through it and battered it into the net. At Hamden, and then on the Saturday we went to Ayr. It was one each, and he done exactly the same again. He just went pummeling through the through the defence, bodies flying everywhere, and he batters it into the net again. Uh, that was some thirty-five year old for left back. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was. I'm telling you, he was a force of nature. He was what a player he was. Oh, brilliant! I wonder how much he would go for in today's game doing that. Though I love a, a goal scoring fullback, but um. So then, so, so I, I take it Greg's your captain then, but um, he will be my Rangers captain to probably for the rest of my days. I would imagine. I can't imagine I'll ever, I'll ever think of another captain above him. I can't imagine it. No, 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 brilliant, uh, David. Said it. So then, you're onto your, your two central defenders, and again, I bet this is a, a tough, tough. This, goal. this is this is where I really struggle. I, I'm <laughs> really struggling. Do you any idea how many really good centre backs Rangers have had in the last fifty years? <laughs> um. I mean, when I, when I first went, many great regularity, there was guys like uh, Dave Smith, who was a terrific player. He was a sweeper. He was a, player, he was a sweeper before sweepers were probably invented in Scottish football. Yeah. Barcelona player. Uh, Colin Jackson, he was a terrific, big, dependable centre-half. Um, <laughs> in my long list that don't make the team, I'll just even say some names. I won't even talk about how good they were. You've got guys like Amoruso, Alan McLaren, um, Colin Jackson, I just mentioned, um, Quella, Bouguera, they're all, ter- they're all terrific centre halves. Uh, I think Golton's not a bad centre half, actually. Um, yeah, I don't think he, I, I think he's probably the best centre half we've certainly had since we came back into the oh, yeah, league again. Um, and I, I think in a, in a successful Rangers team a years ago, I think he would look really good, especially with the big long passes he plays. Yeah, I think yeah. I think he'd look he'd, he'd look really good in some of the old teams. I think with Goldson, Davey, it's a it's a typical one that you don't again when he was missing, we I think it it was shown how important it, he is and, and and you know has been for us over the years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think we were unlucky and it wasn't just him that was missing. There was, there was two and three <laughs> missing at one time, unfortunately. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were playing a, a teenager and a midfielder in Champions League games together. Jesus. Yeah. Um, so my short list, it's not very short, really. Um, <laughs> Tom Forsyth. Tom Forsyth um, in the 1970s was 
everything you'd want a centre half to be, a central defender to be. Uh, strong in the air. What a tackler! In fact, I'm not sure I've seen a cleaner tackler play for Rangers since him. The way he could he could cleanly win the ball with, and he was a great man marker. See if you wanted somebody to be a man marker in a game. Um, I remember I mentioned earlier on the 1975 League Cup final, Rangers beat Celtic. He was given a man marking job in Kenny Dalglish that day, and he marked Dalglish out of the game. He was the reason Rangers won that game that day. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. This reputation for being a a, a, a clogger some of the time, but he was a terrific player for Scotland as well. Played for Scotland in a World Cup and everything. He he was he was a great good player. He started as a midfield player with Rangers and they converted him to centre back. So he was he was actually a footballer first and foremost who became this. He was, in fact, I'm still pondering whether he put Tom Forsyth in the team at the moment. <laughs> um, I liked him that much. Um, I'm going to mention Derek Johnson. All right, okay. Derek, okay. Derek, Derek Johnson um, was the Barcelona centre half at 18 years old. Um, which is unbelievable when you think about it now. He was actually capped by Scotland as a teenager as a centre half. Was he really? Because I know he could play each striker, and obviously he played a lot of games centre half. But that is just so again, just so unheard of. How, and, and I, I remember, um, I remember Jock Wallace and Willie Waddle saying in an interview after a game about Derek Johnson that he was going to be the next Willie Woodburn, who was at that time regarded as the greatest centre half he's ever had. Um, Derek Johnson was a tremendous centre half. Yeah. He had he was he was quick. He read the game, and I think because he had played centre forward already as a teenager <laughs> before he became converted there, he knew how centre forwards thought. He read the game so well, um, and he was terrific in there. Yeah. There was very 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 few players could ever beat him there. He was a terrific centre half, but he didn't play there yeah. as much. Actually, he was, he was a great midfield player as well. Funny he was a midfield. He, the, when Rangers stopped Celtic winning 10 in a row the first time, he was actually a midfield player most of that season. Uh, and he was, what, what, age, what age was he then? He was in 19 or 20, something like that. Um, he was ridiculous. I'll, I'll get back to him, but I'm going to put, he's in my short list in two different positions. Yeah. He was my boyhood hero. Um, Davy Weir. Yeah. Is another yeah. one in the short list. Um, I think the big, biggest compliment I can pay Davy Weir is that every partner he ever had always looked good. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think he was one of these guys, he was such a good organiser, he was such a good reader of the game, that he made other players better round about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a sign of a top, top player, That exactly that, David. Um, I really liked him. I know we got him really late in his career. Um, 37? Oh, oh, Jesus. I mean, um, I don't know. He must have, he must have been... Getting towards that, he was still 30, 36 anyway. I would have thought, yeah. But, um, Chris, he was he was he was organized a defense to keep a, a shutout at Old Trafford at nearly 41 year old, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, um, I really liked him. I thought he was a good captain as well. Oh, I yeah, it was a, I thought he was a very good. So, he's he's in the short list. Um, I mentioned Amoroso, he's not. Uh, another player I really liked is actually John Brown, John Brown, yeah, John, yeah. John Brown, um. Was a, was a midfield player converted into a, and, and as a left-sided centre-back, he was he was a revelation. I, I remember when he got converted, we all said, what the hell is he doing playing John Brown here? 
um, he he was one he was one of the big reasons why we never got to the Champions League final. Yeah, uh, he was he was a terrific defender. Was what was he signed as a, a left back, David? Originally, he, he was actually a midfield player with Dundee, but he'd been a, he'd been a left back before that with Hamilton Ackies. Um He first came to the team as a midfield player. He played left back for a while. Um, he kind of utility midfield defender, and then suddenly became this this centre back, and he was he was a terrific centre back. So, but my my top three. In fact, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll start with the one that's definitely in the team. There's one that's definitely in the team because I think he's the best centre back I've ever seen at Rangers. Yeah, and that's Terry Butcher. Oh, right, Terry Butcher. Yeah, T- Terry Butcher. Um, I talked about the way Chris Woods changed everything, goalkeeping wise. Butcher changed everything as well when he came. He was a great. He was a great leader. He was another great captain. I've got a lot of great captains in this team for now. All captains. But, <laughs> so they are all captains, actually. Um, but, but Butcher was just a terrific player. Um, he had a great left foot on him. He was a great passer of the ball for now. See, we talk about Golton's long passing. Yeah. Remember, yeah. Um, what was, it? was it? Was it McCoyst? Was it McCoyst or David Cooper described um, Terry Butcher's left foot as the Winchester? Because it was like a, a rifle that could... <laughs> long, long-range rifle that could find it, find the target. Um, great organizer, great uh, tackler, great near. Popped up with the odd goal up on the other, the other end. But for, first and foremost, a terrific. He was England captain when they got to the semi-final of the World Cup. For Christ's sake, he was he was a tremendous player. Um, he's kind of tainted his reputation with the Rangers support since since he since he left. Obviously, but if I just talk about. Who's the best central defender you've seen? It's it's Terry Butcher. Terry Butcher's the best. And if I think about um, that first season under Sunus, um, Graham Roberts arrived later on, but Butcher was playing in central defence beside Dave McPherson or Ali Dawson or Craig Patterson or Roberts later on. He he was the Rangers defence, and it was it was Butcher plus three others. Yeah, yeah, for ages, um, and actually, I think it was really telling the next year when he broke his leg. Um, the one year we didn't win the league, with him there. Um, Goff and Roberts played together the second half of that season because Butcher had broke his leg, and neither of the two of them looked anywhere near as good without him than they did together. Yeah. Goff and Butcher were a great partnership. Roberts and Butcher were a great partnership, but none but those two without him. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Um, so yeah, t- Terry Butcher's in there. Um, a lot, of, a lot of people don't like him now. And a lot of people, I think, a lot of people don't put them in the, in, his, in the team because of him, not because of how, how good a player he was. But, but I actually feel like this is happening a little bit with with Barry Ferguson, David. Uh, I mean, for the younger generation, uh, again, I, I, I don't, you know, don't want to know your midfielders, but um, <laughs> especially me, I grew up absolutely idolising. Barry Ferguson, but I feel like people are starting to resent him now because of his media work, some yeah. of the comments he makes, yeah. and they're doing yeah. exactly that. They're going, no, I don't, I don't, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Butcher said something in his book about Cooper that I think a lot of people will never forgive him for. Um, and then when he bloody well posed with jelly and ice cream when they played Celtic one time in 2012, when we were going through administration, I think a lot of people decided that he was just they never want to see him again. Never mind anything else. But if I'm just doing, if I'm just doing this simply as 
what 11 would I pick of players that I've watched play for Rangers? He's the best centre half I've seen. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Um, not my captain, though. Um, <laughs> so, the obvious player to play beside him is Richard Goff. Yeah. Um, an absolute warrior. A complete warrior. Um, in fact, the number of times you saw him in Butcher with head cuts back in the days you were allowed to play with blood streaming down oh. your down your head. Um Goff was a, another great leader. Um, he was actually a fullback within D United when I, when I first saw him. He was a right back. Uh, Hager and Neri were the centre backs. I think he was a terrific right back. And when he first came to Rangers, I was actually wondering if Sunus was going to play him at right back. Although he'd been centre back for Tottenham uh, when, we, when we brought him. But my captain is in the nine in a row team. It was. Golf, golf was Walter Smith on the park, if you know what I mean. Smith, Smith might have gave them their instructions, and they, but out on that field, they had a leader. He was, he was, he was a wonderful, inspirational player. Um, it's, it's just again, you, I know you, you've touched on it there, Davy, about you know we took the England, English captain, um, you know, a butcher, the English goalkeeper, the English fullbacks, um, yeah. but then to get Richard Goff. I just think about you know nowadays, and again, it's not it's never it's not going to happen. We're not going to go and get no. a, uh, a Richard Goff from Tottenham. Do you know what I mean? It's no, like, well, but funny, we, we wanted him for Dundee United, and they wouldn't sell. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but back then, we could then just say, "Well, okay, go to Tottenham. We'll just buy him off him," which is which is mental. Um, I'll be honest; I've been pondering all day whether to make Tom Forsyth or Richard Goff. Terry Butcher's partner. Really? So, is that the? Is yeah. that the? Right, okay. I've, I've eventually went with Goff, but um, there was there was a little period in Richard Goff's Rangers career with, that I think he had a bit of a sticky time. Um, around about ninety four ish, um, he was he was starting to lose a wee bit of his pace. Maybe it's because he was he was there so long. Yeah, 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 but what what Walter ended up doing was he moved to a back three. Goff Goff on a back four was was getting exposed too much, right. and he, and see when he moved back to the three again, about to three centre backs, and he like he like Goff just go and win the ball, and somebody else would sweep up behind him. He was he was a he was a giant again. Um, yeah, but it's got to be it's got to be Goff. But I feel terrible leaving Tom Forsyth out, but <laughs> you, you, you can't you can't have a back five in this team, I'm afraid. There's, there's too many attackers to, to fit five defenders, isn't it? <laughs> See, I thought uh, I did. I did. Uh, didn't I? Didn't know Butcher was going to be in there. I'll be honest, but I did. When I looked at this, I thought Goff's going to be in there. But, um, I, I genuinely think a lot of people rate him higher than Butcher because of after football rather than if they just sort of take all emotion away from. Just look at the two football players. Yeah, Butcher, yeah. Was, Butcher was a better centre half than Richard Goff was. No. In my in my opinion, yeah. <laughs> I know it's all about opinion. Yeah, um, yeah. golf was a greater range. It was a better ranger. <laughs> if you just talk about a, a Rangers player, golf was a ranger far more than Terry Butcher was. But Butcher was a better football player. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, definitely. And uh, again, get get your uh, you know listeners and, and viewers get your comments in on, on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've probably yeah. annoyed. <laughs> no, no, no. 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 Not at all. But uh, let's get on to your midfield then, then Davey. Um... So I'm only going to two central midfield players. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is a 4-2-4 four, four or something. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter because they would beat anybody anyway, so it doesn't actually matter. <laughs> um, picking, because I've decided and going with two wingers and two forwards, it'd be any idea how difficult it was to pick just two midfield players. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely, I mean, it's, it's horrendous. Um, I'll quickly talk about some players who don't even make the short list. Right? So, oh. Bobby Russell. So, probably here were before your time. Bobby Russell came into the team in the in the late 70s, straight for junior football. And he, in my view, in his first season at Rangers, he was the best player in Scotland. And he, he, he came into the Rangers team at the same time as Davy Cooper. And for the first two, three seasons, I thought Bobby Russell was a far better Rangers player than David Cooper was. He was sensational. He, he made Rangers tick. He was he was the man that actually made Rangers tick for those, those two or three seasons. He was an elegant, clever midfielder who, who could also go forward and score the odd, the odd goal. He was a terrific player. Yeah. But he's not good enough for this team. <laughs> Um, no, no, we didn't even make the bench actually. Um, then there's Sunis, of course. Now we, now we got him too late. His, his best days as a player were obviously behind him, but you could you could still see what a footballer he was. Um, he was by the time he'd got to Rangers, his his discipline was wasn't the best. Let's be honest. He, <laughs> he, he, he sometimes got to got to tackles at ten seconds a bit later than he should have done. Um, but what a passer of the ball. My God, what a passer of the ball he was. And he, he intimidated other players. Yeah. See, see if you if you if you just hit him in the middle of the park, other 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 teams feared you before the, the game even started. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Because of, yeah. because of how good he was. Uh, if it was as soon as a Liverpool, probably it would be in this team. But as soon as the Rangers doesn't. No. Um, and another guy we got probably too late. Just after that was Ray Wilkins. Ray Wilkins was a yeah. oh, he was he was one of these uh, sort of poetry in motion type players. He just done things simple, kept kept the ball moving, uh, very rarely gave it away. Uh, and we we talked about um, David Weir made players better round about him. Wilkins made players round about him better. Yeah, because he, he always he always found them just when, at the right time when they were in the right space. He would find them. Uh, he wasn't there long enough. 
he'd slowed down a bit by the time we got him, but he was he was a, a great player. Um, then there's the two central midfield players for much of the nine or all years. Uh, Ian Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, Ian Ferguson, when he first came to Rangers, was a dynamic attacking midfield player. He scored quite a few goals. Is it Saint Mirren? Yeah, he scored the he scored only going the cup final for Saint Mirren a couple yeah. of years before we got him um, as a teenager. But in the first season in nine in a row, he, he scored quite a few goals that season. Quite a few. He scored a lot of opening goals for me. He scored, you see, he opened the scoring in quite a few games if I remember right. But he was a dynamic, forward-thinking, attacking midfield player, and he completely changed the way he played the game because Rangers needed it. Yeah. So what Walter Smith created not long after that was was a team that very much um, had your loud ups, your Matt Walters, Walters and the Smith, but um, Hateway, McCoyst. There was these forward players who were tasked with scoring goals and basically behind them there was this curtain that was to make sure that nothing could get through them. And Ian Ferguson became this enforcer in the middle of the park. And he was bloody good at that as well. Um, I always feel that he kind of sacrificed how good he was a little bit for really? the overall for the overall good of the team. Yeah. Um, I love the uh, I love the clip with the cameo. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Uh, top draw. Yeah, Fer- Ferguson took no shit. It's a simple it's a simple <laughs> um, yeah. and beside him Stuart McCall. Stuart McCall was another little buzz bomb up where he was he was covered every blade of grass, won tackles, gave the ball. He delights a gas coin beside himself. Give it to Gascoin, protect him, win win the ball, give it back to him again. Chipped him with the odd goal, but didn't he score that many? He was he was a bloody good player for Scotland as well. Stuart yeah. McCall. Um he won did he not win the FA Cup with Everton before coming to uh, he, he scored twice in the final, but they get beat. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh, Liverpool beat them three two. The hell the year Hillsborough. Um yeah, but he was he was a terrific player. I think he was very underrated, Stuart McCall. Yeah, um, he he's done he's done a job for that team that when he wasn't there, you know, nobody really done it. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um. So who else isn't in the shot? Was Stephen Davis? Um, yeah. Okay. Stephen okay. Davis is another fantastic player. Um, no one these keep it simple, let the ball do the work. Billy, Billy Wilkins was the, the ball does the work. You don't need to do it. Um, lovely football player, and, I, and I, I big influence in those round about him as well. Um, I think the '55 season when I thought he was getting past it before that season had started. Yeah, so did I. He just suddenly became. It was almost like watching him when he was 25 again. He, he was he was fantastic. He, he, he's really, really changed the game as well, didn't he, Stephen Davis, Davey, in terms of that 55 season from what we were used to. Mm. You know, and it doesn't get spoken about enough how good he was that year. Obviously, we, what happened because we went into administration, the points deductions, mm. um, and, and, and we were 10. I think we were, we were not 10 points clear, and then you know we fluffed it, but there was all rumours going around. You could tell it affected, but he Wait. was unbelievable that year. That was the year he was the captain. The, the year he was the captain, yeah. Yeah, um, he was he was one that he get wasted is the wrong word, but he get played wide out in the right quite a lot when he first came to Rangers because it suited the system we had. And you you guys like uh, 
Kevin Thompson players players in the yeah. Lee McCulloch occasionally in the, in the centre of midfield. Yeah. When he would actually probably be more of a midfield general than they were. Yeah. Um, but once once he moved into the centre of the, of the park, you could you could you could see he was a he was a he was a, he was a, he was a, he was a proper football player. Yeah. I mean, hundred no caps. I know Northern Ireland's not the same as playing for England. They're playing for Spain or something like that, but. He's he's an absolute model professional as well. He's 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 the kind of guy that you'd, you'd want in a dressing room. Again, yeah. we, we spoke about it earlier, David, didn't we? The standards and a proper range. Absolutely, of absolutely. Ticks, ticks that box definitely. Absolutely. So that takes me to my, my the one the ones that I, that are that I'm deciding two from. So it's actually two from five I've ended up with. Yeah. Um, Alberts. Loved Alberts. Everybody, everybody loved Alberts. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if it, apart from Dick Advocate occasionally, everybody loved Alberts. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, what, what, what a big game goal scorer! See if you talk about big game goal scorers. Yeah. Um, wow, he was, he was right up there. Um, it's not even a, the big game uh, goal scorer, David. It was the goals he scored in the big game. Do you know what I mean? It was like the, yeah, the, the goals he, the, that left foot was just... I'm not seen one like it since. I, I don't think I've ever seen any Rangers player score as many spectacular goals as he did. And no. all the time I've, I've seen Rangers. Um, as I say, he done it in Europe, done it in no firm games, done it, done it everywhere you need it. Yeah. Um, he was a very good passer of the ball, actually. People that people that tend to just talk about his power and his shooting, he was actually a very clever passer. See if you look back to a lot of old games, you see the number of assists that he had. That he's the guy that that played the ball through to the forward. Um, he wasn't the hardest working player in the team, which is probably why Advocate occasionally didn't play him. But he was he was a he was a great Rangers player. I really liked him. And then the guy you talked to earlier on, Barry Ferguson. Barry Ferguson, um, Leverkusen when he was 20. I don't know if that's before your time or not. No, but, I, um, I, obviously, at the time, I didn't, but I've gone back and watched it. I, I, I got to a point, David, when uh, I was, I used to play uh, uh, Colchester United. I got released at 18. So there was a time when I was 15, 16, where I was just totally, Ferguson was just, he was playing mm. for some time, captain. It was 2008 season where, we went to Manchester and I just went back and watched games and, and then my dad and granddad had a load of videos. And one of the, the videos I had was the Leverkusen game. Yeah. And because I've heard him talk about it, I was like, I'm going to go back and watch it. And yeah, 20 years old Champions League. Um, that Was it uh, the Matthias? Was it Matthias? He played no, uh, uh, Leverkusen was the was Advocates first season. It was a UEFA Cup game. Yeah, I can't, it was the, I can't remember who was the player he was playing against though. He poked him in the oh. eye. Was it, I'm sure it was, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. My Matthias played for Bayern, didn't he? Oh, was that Bayern? But but I can't. I can't anyway, he had he had the he had the ump with Ferguson. But yeah, he was. Uh, there, there was one one bit. The bit you always remember the game was he he had the he was running towards his own goal, and he suddenly turned and pirouetted and went the other way, and, and the whole German defence went, went went past him, and all of a sudden he was in all these acres of space. Um, Ferguson was a. Was a Truly international class midfield player. No, he was. He was an. He was a really top. In fact, I still think um, if you talk about this century, from two thousand onwards, 
I don't think Scotland's had a better footballer than Barry Ferguson. No, I think he's I the, best Scot- the best Scottish footballer. Yeah, I'd We're say in, in that thing. Anywhere near his talent since him. Yeah. Um, and and I, I speak about I spoke about this because I think everyone I've done so far, <clears throat> and hopefully they don't go out before this one, but I think I've got Ferguson in them. And, um, and, the, and, and what I always talk about, David, with Ferguson is, I always say the same thing, I'm repeating myself, but frustratingly, he went to Blackburn at the time. Mm. I think he could have done a lot better than Blackburn. Um, yeah, yeah. About the, frust- the, the, big, the biggest frustration I've got about Barry Ferguson's career is actually before that. Right. Um, when Rangers were going for 10 in a row, we brought in Reno Gattuso. Yeah. At 18-year-old or whatever it was. And played him for the majority of that season. We had 19-year-old Barry Ferguson in the reserves for most of that season. Yeah. And I, my personal view is that if we, if if Walter had been brave enough to play Barry Ferguson in the in the ten in a row season instead of Rio Gattuso, I think we'd have won the league. Oh, there's a take I've not heard before. Interesting. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you said so. You said though, but 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 Gattuso wasn't there long, David, was he? Um, no, he he was away. He almost stayed the one season, really. He yeah. was away near, near the start of the following season. So yeah, why why not? Um, and you know, you know the the story I'm saying. Yeah, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy me saying this when I'm talking about a guy that won the bloody World Cup in the Champions League and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I just think at that particular time, with Rangers have been a team that had to win games to win trophies. Yeah, a 19 year old Scott playmaking well, midfield player would have been better. Than a foreign eighteen-year-old defensive midfield destroyer. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I absolutely agree. And as I say, advocate what he done when he, you know, when he come in, he he more or less said, right, you're you're going to be the main man. Yeah. And so he, he showed that faith that maybe Smith didn't at that time. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Ferguson was. I'm sure uh, he will make a lot of teams, especially younger guys. Yeah. yeah. I would have thought. Um, and he, if if I had only seen Rangers in the last twenty five years, Ferguson would be my team. Yeah, yeah. It's as simple as that. Um, but it all it's all going to boil down to three players. Right. And I've still not made my mind up who one of them is going to be. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to tell you who's definitely in it, and then I'll I'll make my mind up as we go. Um, the first player that I would put in my midfield will undoubtedly surprise you. Because, well, I think it will surprise you. It's Alec McDonald. No, it doesn't really. It, um, again, uh, I've said it before, but... Alec, Alec McDonald was the engine of the Great Rangers team of the 1970s. Um, if you look at all the cup finals Rangers played in from 1970 to 1979, the only player that started every one of them was Alec McDonald. Um, when I talked about Stuart McCall covered every blade of grass that's what Alan McDonald did but he didn't just win tackles he didn't just pass the ball Alan McDonald scored goals that Alberts did in big games not not the same kind of goals as Alberts did yeah yeah he scored goals in big European ties he scored goals in no firm games he scored goals in cup in fact I think he scored something like four cup final goals in four years two in the league cup final two in the Scottish cup final and almost like in four almost successive seasons. Um he was a he was an absolute hero, man. Yeah. And 
He's another one that um, he probably ran through a brick wall as well. Um, if, if things were going badly, his head would not go down. He would just try all the harder. And I, I, I think if I'm going to film the rest of my team through all these great footballers, I need, I need that in my midfield as well. But he'll score goals in it as well. He don't very well. He's not just there to defend. Alan McDonald is my favourite Rangers midfield player. Oh, all right. No, that's not as good as I. Um, obviously, bit before, but Mark, you know, say from family, the granddad has, has spoke about him ever so highly. Um, the, the I watched recently watched the we're talking about Amazon again. I feel like we've been talking yeah. about them, but the seventy two. Uh, documentary and uh, he's you know the, again how everyone well, sort of speaks of him and that as well. Well, if, I, if you even if you talk about seventy two, um, there was two of the earlier rounds that we we won two one in aggregate against Rena France and Torino Italy. Um, we won both the home legs. We would we do one each away from home and then we won one 0 at Ibrox in the second game. He scored the only goal both those games. Really. <clears throat> So. He just he just popped up and scored goals. He scored against Juventus. He scored against PSV Eindhoven. He scored against Ajax. He scored against Borussia Mönchengladbach. He scored against Anetti. And he scored against they were all they were all big teams in the seventies. Some of them aren't big teams anymore. Yeah. Um, plus, I say he scored in Scottish Cup finals, League Cup finals. Scored winners against Celtic. He was he, he was the, the ultimate all round midfield player for yeah. me. The, if you ask all the things that a midfield player could do. Ball winning, passing, stamina, fitness, goals, teamwork, character. He's just getting them all. I just, I just think he's having. Yeah. And it's a total coincidence that he's wrote the forward for my new book as well. He doesn't know. He doesn't know I'm doing this. Um, that leaves me with other two. Oh God! And I'm still trying to. <laughs> do you know what? I'm going to do something controversial. I'll get it. Love it. Yeah. So the, the guy who almost makes the team and doesn't is Paul Gascoigne. Oh, See, I, I, when I've, I've got a couple of names written down, who I thought, think you might put in, he's one that I thought uh, David will pick him. No, you know what? As a footballer, he's the best midfield player I've ever seen at Rangers. Wow. As a footballer. Yeah. As someone who could control a ball coming up from any angle, who could suddenly see a pass that nobody else sees. As a footballer, there's no other midfielder in this uh, midfielder in this list that could do that. Uh, and he scored a lot of big goals as well. And I find it really hard not to put him in the team because it, he was what a footballer he was. I mean, he was he was he was. In, I'm struggling to think actually of of a better English footballer that I've ever seen. I'm, I'm actually sitting there thinking, was was he better? Pro, than... pro, probably England. There's probably guys my age picking an England eleven, and he's in it, and I'm not even putting him in the bloody Rangers one. <laughs> was, he, was he better than uh, Gerard? Was Gerard obviously the Gerard and Lampard one? The skulls, skulls. He was. A, he was a better footballer than them. Better he was a more, than na- more naturally gifted, yeah. talented footballer than them. Uh, he wasn't as dedicated. He wasn't. No. He, Professional. But the thing, the thing that's slightly put me off putting. Gascoigne is, if I think back in the really, we only really got about a season and a half out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's the second half of his second season and more of his only the other season. He was he was starting to miss games, he was starting to miss training. He, he, 
he was still showing the odd flash of genius, but he wasn't the player he had been in the first 18 months. Yeah. So in effect, there's that little 18 month period that he was an absolute bloody genius. Yeah. But the reason I'm not putting him in, I think I'm not putting him in. I might put him out. I might put him back in a minute. The reason I'm not putting him in is I think Ian Durant deserves to go in it. Um, and it's a real because I've only picked two bloody midfield players. It means I can't do the three of them. Yeah. Um, Ian Durant before he got injured, I think was going to be a, every bit as big as Gascoigne ended up being. Um, I remember. I, I remember Ray Wilkins talking about him when Wilkins joined Rangers. He went on some interview and TV, and he basically said he's now he's. Playing beside in the midfield at Rangers, the best young midfield player he's ever played beside, him. Uh, and that was Ian Durant. And, and, and he had, Wilkins played for some big, big clubs as well, didn't he? Yeah, see, he said he was the best young midfield player he'd ever played with. I don't know what young meant in that back then. Maybe that was under twenty-one or something. I don't know. But Durant, before he got his injury, was again one of these guys who could do everything. He, he had this great knack of getting beyond his forwards and getting into the box and scoring goals. But he was also terrific pass of the ball. Although he was quite slight, he could he could win it. He could stand up for himself. He could take care of himself. He was scoring big goals at 19. He scored, he scored in the week up against Celtic at 19. And that was a few weeks after he had scored the only goal against him in the league as well. Um, but then when he got his injury, when I think... Never mind Rangers, Scotland were robbed of possibly a, of a, an absolutely generational player. I think he was a generational player. It, um, there, there was rumours that that summer before, was there not maybe a couple of uh, European clubs interested in Durant? I'm sure I've read uh, Well, they didn't mean mad not to be watching him. <laughs> so, yeah. Honestly. Um, the, see, the, the League Cup final, we drew three each. We Aberdeen won in penalties in 1987. If you ever watch that, if you ever got a chance to watch that game, Durant was the best player in the park by a mile that day. That's as good a cup final performance as I can ever remember seeing. He was phenomenal. And then, um, after he got his injury, I mean, it, took, it took about three years for him to come back. God almighty, it took forever. Uh, I remember we going to a reserve game when he came back against Hibs. It was about 25,000 at that. That's how much he was He was, He was. was loved with in sport. Um, he wasn't the same dynamic player after that. But he was still a terrific footballer. Yeah. And that that year that we we beat Leeds and we well, played Marseille and we got he he was the midfield player that stood out. Yeah. Um I remember the, the game down at Leeds. Um although H- Hateway and uh, McCoy scored the goals and Gorham was brilliant in goal, Durant as as the footballer in the team stood out like a beacon that night. He was he was fantastic. And then if I think about the length, the length of Rangers' career it had, the things that he won, how good a player he was, he, he scored in three different League Cup finals, for example. Yeah. Um, I just want him in there. And I think the young the young Durant and Alec McDonald together would be one hell of a pair in the midfield, if I've only got two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I want to talk about how good Durant, <laughs> Durant was, Davey, but that tackle's a shocker, isn't it? It's... it's... Oh. It's the pit. It's the it's the, the picture. Don't, it's just it's yeah. It's don't, terrible. Don't get, don't get me started on that. That's yeah. that, that's that was that was just assault. I mean, there, there's yeah. 
there's no way that Neil Simpson didn't mean to injure him. Yeah. He meant to injure him. Uh, and I, I, I'll, to this day, I'll never understand why why he would want to do that. No, shocking, shocking. As I say, uh, do I need a little drink? My voice is getting a bit. No. So there you go, Alan McDonald and Ian Durant in midfield. No Gaza till at least later <laughs> on tonight when I change my mind again. <laughs> no, but I can't can't argue with you two your two picks there. Not not at all, uh, David. I said I like you're going for a little bit. You're going for a proper, you know, you've not picked your team from, you, you, you're thinking about this and, and how it's going to line up as well. Absolutely love it. But um, moving on to your, your two uh, wide men then, David. Wide men, there's another young man's expression. <laughs> <laughs> Wingers, you mean. Um, when, I, when, I talk, when I talk about wingers, I think Rangers as a club have been really fortunate over the years to have some absolutely bloody incredible wingers. My my dad used to talk about all these great players that I never really saw, and I'm thinking, and then I there's all, can I do these other ones on as well? Yeah, great wingers must be a had. You know, he he would talk about Willie Waddle and Will Henderson and David Wilson. And he's like, so when I first went to to see Rangers, um, Henderson was still there, but I didn't really see him that much, so I can't really include him. Similarly with Willie Johnson, who was the left winger when I first went to see Rangers, but. He wasn't there that long either before I, I didn't become a regular to about 72, 73, and he was just, he was kind of away by then. Um, if I talk about wingers that I liked watching, um, you wouldn't have Bobby McKean. You know, with Bobby McKean. He was a winger signed by Jock Wallace in the 70s. He did, he only played for Rangers for about three years. Um, he was a huge part of the team that stopped Celtic winning um, 10 in a row. 74, 75. He was a clever, tricky, skillful little, little winger. He could beat a guy with hardly any space around about him. Good cross of the ball. Um, unfortunately, he, he died um, age 25 um, when he was still a Rangers player. Really? Yeah. yeah um, he died in 1978. He, he, he'd, have, he'd a big career, I thought, still in front of him. And un unfortunately, I, he's no one to ever get me again to greatest teams or anything like that. But I, I think he could have been a, a really good longer term Rangers yeah. winger. Yeah, yeah. But, but unfortunately, circumstances stopped it happening. Uh, if I talk about recent wingers, I like Neil McCann. I thought Neil McCann was a terrific yeah, player. It's very good cross through the ball. Um, yeah. always think of Loving Cran's last minute. Cup yeah. final goal when I think of Neil McCann's crosses. Um, products, wasn't it? Neil McCann, he always seemed to get an end product, which you don't always, well, we know it with, with like, well, Rangers wingers. <laughs> <recently>. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, one that I really liked, but he wasn't there anywhere near long, was actually a local. I thought a local was brilliant yeah. to watch. Um, yeah. He was only there for about, what, six months or something? It was less than a full season. It was, yeah, I think so. Yeah. He, he arrived in that season that we went into administration. Yeah. Um, and he paid, did he not have to pay himself to? Yeah, I think he did. And I remember, yeah. was he, was he, was he no Freed Aberdeen or something? I, mean, I remember when he, when he, when he, when he joined, he was like, what the hell are we bringing a guy in that's no good enough for Aberdeen? I said exactly the I same. Thought he was, yeah. I thought he was terrific. Yeah. Um, he just wasn't, he wasn't there long enough. And it's another one, if we hadn't been in administration, if we stayed in the Premier League and he'd stayed at Rangers for another four, five, six years, I think he could have been a cracking player. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, 
but obviously, uh, I know Ryan Kent, Ryan Kent's the one you're alluding <laughs> yeah. to earlier on. Well, he's the only winger we've had for the last four years. <laughs> I know. Um, he's just straight in as hell. Um, on his day, I think he's terrific, but his day doesn't happen often enough. Um, so I've got four wingers to pick from, basically. Um, so the, the two that aren't making the team, Tommy McLean. Tom McLean, he was the right winger for most of the 1970s. Um, undoubtedly the best crosser of a ball I've ever seen. Without doubt. Um, the most accurate crosser of a ball I've ever seen. And see if if 1970s football had um, its obsession with stats that it does now. Tom McLean would probably be still the all-time assist leader for Rangers. Um, you would not believe the number of goals that he created. Um, mainly played in the right wing, but he had two good feet. Um, so yeah, he didn't just, it wasn't just crosses and headers. He, he was one of these places he, he could find a runner in the box with a through ball and stuff like that as well. Very, very clever footballer. He played well into his 30s and he sort of became a midfielder for a while before he before he retired. Uh, what a football brain he had. Um, so Tom McLean, great player. A player that I absolutely loved. And I think it's a wee bit unlucky how he's remembered as Mark Walters. And the reason I think he's unlucky is because the two wingers I have picked, he came in between them. Which is going to be David Cooper and Brian Loudrop. So... I think in any, I'm not talking about in, in any other club, if Mark Walters had done what he did for Rangers for any other club for those three or four years, he'd be in most other clubs <laughs> all the time eleven. He was sensational. Um, Two-footed, fast, really skillful, very direct, scored a lot of goals, scored big goals, and didn't mind getting stuck in either. He, yeah. he'd a bit, he had a bit of devilment about him. He'd a, he'd a, he didn't take nonsense for fullbacks. He would give it back. Yeah. Never had. I really like Mark Walters. He only left because of the, the three four in the room right. when, when Walter took over. In fact, I genuinely think if Walters had still been a Rangers player in 1992-93, we would have got to the Champions League final. Yeah. Sliding doors. Yeah. That. It's just no, that's not a criticism of the like Peter Houstra and uh, Mikhail Lachenko guys were, were playing in the left, but I think if he'd played in the left with, with McCoyst and Haitley, I, I, I think that that would have been too potent for any for anyone to deal with. Yeah. Um, so Walt Walters, I loved him, but I loved the other two even more. <laughs> yeah, it's as simple as that. And to be honest, you can you can choose who you want to put in the right, who you want to put in the left. It doesn't actually matter. Um, Cooper <laughs> Cooper Cooper was just a genius um, inconsistent um, unappreciated for a while as well really yeah okay. um, I felt unappreciated mostly by his manager when John Gregg became manager Cooper was dropped far too often um, I think because John Gregg played left back behind him and didn't like all the work he had to do because Cooper never tracked back. I think that's probably what it was. Yeah, probably. Um, but what a left foot. My God, what a left foot. Um, One. 
Yeah. It almost had the same power as Albert's one, but it had the it had the touch that I'm almost, was, I was gonna say messy, but maybe that's an exaggeration, but it had <laughs> it was it was like that. He could he could just do things with a, with a ball that it, he was in a way he was in a wavelength that he had to have good players on the bottom, but it was wasted. <laughs> it was just and it was wasted for years, to be honest with you. Um but he's oh, he's saying that he's uh his left foot. What was the was it a league cup final against Aberdeen, Davey, where it, the, the three kick. When it, it literally hits the net and it flies straight back out. It was just Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. he was he was what not only was it was he a not only was a great winger. I actually think if I had been David Cooper's manager, I would have tried to turn him into a number ten. He wasn't quick. He wasn't particularly quick. He could be, he could beat players. Don't get me wrong. He was so skillful. He could still get round them, still get crosses in, etc. Yeah, yeah. But I thought he was so good a player. He was wasted out wide quite a lot. Maybe it's today, Davey. Well, see, yeah. see the see the position that Bill plays. Uh, Kent and yeah. encourages them to go in field. Encourages them to get in the box. If Cooper played in a role with that, I think he would have been absolutely unplayable. I really yeah. do. Uh, he had a, he just his vision was amazing. He, he saw things so quickly. And if you ever see the goal uh, Ian Durant scored against Celtic in uh, 1986 at Ibrox and Rangers won one 0 Soon as his first league game against them, when the ball comes out of the sky and Cooper takes it one way and sort of back flicks it the other way, Ian Durant was running behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's one of the things that if is, is that, if, that, if, that, if a Messi had done it, that would it would it would be they'd be drawn about it. Ever since, is, is that a, it's not the same goal, Davey? Is it the, where Durant scores and Cooper stands and he runs that's past? That's it. That's it. He totally blanks him. Um, <laughs> C- C- Cooper was he was too good not to be in this team. He was just too good. He was inconsistent. There was a period in the, especially in the early eighties, when I think his head went down a bit. He wasn't. He was getting dropped, and, and, and I don't think he thought he managed or believed in him. He was still turn. He was still turning some. Brilliant performances, but I think it kind of took Jot Wallace to come back for him yeah. to really get back to his best again. Because yeah. Wallace absolutely believed in him. In fact, when Wallace came back, it was the team every week was Cooper plus ten. Yeah. He was his first name in his team sheet, so uh, he has to be there. And similarly, Loudrop, Loudrop was, in my humble opinion, the consistently best footballer I've ever seen in Scottish football. If you talk about it, he's just done it almost every game. It was it was ridiculous how good he was. Some of the clips, Davey, it's like, it is men against boys, is it? I mean, and everyone talks about how skillful he was, which he undoubtedly was, but he was a big guy as well. You know, he, he sort of glided over the ground and he, players, defenders would bounce. Unlike Cooper, who had to actually beat players, they would just bounce off him sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as I said, again, two great feet. Um I think Loudrop's one of these guys who could have played anywhere across the forward line. Yeah. And he'd, he'd been good at it. Yeah. Um, he was, he was, ah, he, it's impossible not to put him in. And again, that's what I, see what I say, I feel sorry for some other players because I think, I just think there's, there's some players that, John Gregg was, my, was one of my other ones that no matter who else comes along, I can't see me ever putting someone else in as my captain. No matter who else comes along, I can't see me ever not having Brian Loudrop in my top. I just, I just can't see it. Yeah, I, I think he would make 
every best 11, apart from the younger. So anyone yeah. that's see him, even if you see him for a season, season and a half, I still think you, you'd pick him. I think he, he's that good. Well, um, my, old, my old man went to first seed Rangers in 1947, I think it was. Um, and his all-time team, a bit like me, a lot of it came from back, back in the day. Um, but despite the fact of how much he loved uh, guys like David Wilson, Johnny Hubbard, Wally Johnson, there was only one left winger for him and his team. And that's he, he, In fact, he actually said, same as I did, he's consistently the best player I've ever seen. Really? Jesus. Apart from, along with Jim Baxter, of course, for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baxter yeah. was this, you know. So, there's my two wingers. I don't think there's any surprise who the two wingers are, to be honest, is there? No, no, I think, yeah, again, I think if I was to pick out two, David, I think I would have uh, would have riddled it down to, to them too. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm probably going to be pretty predictable from another one, actually. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know. I think there, there might be a curveball coming with you, your two strikers. Um, so, two up front. Um, again, I was just too late to see the best of Colin Steen. Um, I did see a bit of him because he came back. Um, but he scored, scored the goal that won the league the first time I, I saw Rangers win the league. So I can't really include him, that fairness. In the 70s, there was Derek Parlane, though. Derek, Derek Parlane was a yeah. terrific centre-forward. He must have scored more than 100 goals for Rangers. Um, in fact, he, he committed, he was only about I think he was 18 when he played against Bayern Munich in midfield and he moved him up front at 19 and he was he scored 20-odd goals, scored in the cup final. I, I remember going to the game at the film and he scored five goals and he was he was a tremendous centre-forward and yet wasn't even the best centre-forward at the club at the time. Um, that's the thing, whenever I hear <laughs> Eric Farlane, I, I think that, that's what I think. He, obviously, you know, as I said from documentaries talking about the bar 72, he was obviously a top player but we, we've had so there were so many good strikers over that time that it just if I quickly just threw a few names and players that I've liked, but there only are three to pick from out of two, out of the two positions, really. Right. So, players that I've liked, apart from Parling, Michael Moles. Oh, yeah, no, Michael sure. Moles, when he first came to Rangers, I thought was going to be the guy that was going to win his European Cup. <laughs> yeah. In fact, the, the first thing I remember saying. Uh, when I first saw him, was I think he was about 26 or 27 year old by then. Mm -hmm. where, where the hell has he been all this time? How, how can he still be playing for Utrecht at that age? How can how is that possible? Because yeah. uh, he was that that turn of his, I've, I've still never seen anything like it. I, I say that all the time, never ever seen that turn. So for, there was a three month, a three or four month period when he first joined Rangers that he was jaw dropping, he was, he was fantastic. And if I talk about three or four month periods, Marco Negri was another one who, who um, I, I, Christ, I, I don't know how many, I think he scored about 30 goals by the end of November or something. It was, it was just something stupid, wasn't it? Um, he was scoring two and three goals almost every week, it felt like. But what's the point of doing it for three months and then disappearing forever after that? Um, if I go into this century, um, Dado Posto was a player I really liked, an absolute warrior, but I a fine, a, if you talk about a leader of the line, he was a, he was a leader of the line. Um, what a player though as well, Davey. What, like, absolutely. Of, you, you know, again, probably warrior type, but he could play. 
But absolutely, was, absolutely, he, was, he, was, he had it all. Yeah, he was he was terrific. Um, Morelos in Europe. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure about Morelos domestically, but Morelos in Europe has been an absolute sensation, hasn't it? I know no, not not this season. I know that, but um, no, no. You I, never thought, I, I never thought I'd see a Rangers striker scoring consistently against the standard of teams he was scoring against. I mean, yeah, and and the performances to go with it. And he was well. and he was he was bullying sometimes three central defenders. <laughs> never mind two. He was, that's the, he was occupying, I always say, he was occupying two or three centre-halves by himself. But, mm. but he weren't just doing it against, you know, some of the, the poorer teams in Europe. Mm. You talk about he, he, the Portos, you know, the um, Feyenoords. But, but the Porto got to the, the semi-final of the Champions League or the quarter-final the year after. Yep. You know, they, they talk yep. about how good Pepe was. But the two-game, Morelos absolutely bullied him. Like, yeah. yeah. It, um, it's definitely fair. I, I actually thought... Then see the night we played final away. He scored two goals to start the second half. Two headers. The biggest compliment I could pay on that night was those headers reminding me of Derek Johnson. That's how good. That's how good I thought he was that night. I thought he was an absolute superstar that night. Um, But far too far too inconsistent. Yeah, to to make this team. And aye, so. The the three it comes down to well, it comes down to two because Alan McCoyst has to play. Right. Yeah. There's no way Alan McCoyst is not in anyone's team that's that sat through or watched his entire Rangers career. Um and it's not just because the number of goals he scored, actually. Although that's a big that's almost a huge reason. Um obviously what a goal scorer he was. Ali was actually an all-round forward. Yeah. He could he could do everything. He could he could put it front himself if he had to. See what you talk maybe not the way Morelos could against three international class centre backs, but he could play up front himself. He could make he could make goals all for himself if nobody else was there to do it for him. Great penalty box player, yeah, but he was also a great team player. He could he could more than look after himself. He was kicked black and blue most weeks, actually. Yeah. Back before the day that you got a yellow card for looking at the players the wrong way. He he genuinely could look after himself. But what a penalty box player he was! He scored every kind of goal you could you could ever imagine. I mean, he, 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 he would score a twenty-five yarder, then three minutes later he'd score and if his backside two yards out. He, he scored all kinds of goals. Do you know what though? Just just on that, David, it frustrates me a little bit when people knock that though because um, I've seen oh, it on Talksport. They've been talking about it uh, all day today and, and the <clears> last couple of days. People are starting to knock Harry Kane. For scoring tap-ins against lesser, you know, international sides, and, and, and comparing it with Rooney, who scored more in in bigger, you know, bigger nations. But and, and I've heard it a lot with McCoy. Chris Boyd's another one that, that that got it as well. Oh, it's an it's an art. Nice. That's an art. Knowing where the ball's going to drop and being and putting it in the back of the net. Absolutely. And I didn't mention Boyd. Boyd Boyd was a an excellent goal scorer. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. He was an excellent goal scorer. And do you know what? If anyone could score 130 goals or whatever it was in the Scottish Premier League, why has nobody else done it? No, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, nobody no. else has done it, so it can't be that no. bloody easy, can it? No, no. It's not, it's not as if Boyd. It's not as if Boyd played for Rangers for 15 years or something. I don't know, was he five years or something in the, in the Premier League? He scored 130 goals or something in the Premier League. So a lot of them goals are at Kilmarnock as well. Yeah, a lot yeah. of them at Kilmarnock. So no, yeah. absolutely. Boyd, Boyd, Boyd gets knocked. I see it again today. Obviously, the Legends game yesterday. And I think yeah. 
You don't realise the amount of, you know, we're talking about a season. And by the way, this is why we're not winning the league this season, David. It's the games against St Mirren, St Johnston, yeah. um, where you don't play well, but you win 1-0, 2-1, and Boyd scores two mm. in the box. That's, that's what we've, that, you know, that's, you can't, you can't never not. And to be honest, that's why Morelos, I've talked to it domestically against him yeah. compared to Europe. Yeah. Because I think his goal scoring record against the poorer teams in Scotland isn't he good enough. It's fine. Agreed. <laughs> Absolutely. So Ali's got to be there. Um, and I've picked Derek Johnson to play beside him, as you might imagine. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong, Mark Haley was an absolute hurricane up front for Rangers. Um, what what a, he had pace, he had power, he was good in the air, he was good in the ground. He was a there was a period in the early nineties. I, I I can't believe he didn't play for England. Yeah, I think he played once in a friendly or something, but I don't know why England didn't pick him. He was terrorising teams all over Europe, and yeah. he didn't he didn't play. <laughs> I never understood that. Why, why, do you, <laughs> why do you think that, David? Is it because <laughs> is it the old case of well, he's he's playing in Scotland, so I think so. I think so. I think so. So I think it, so. even it, even you got that then, even though we yeah. had the players that we had, yeah. Hmm. But no. I just think. Johnson shades it in a, in, a, in a couple of ways. I think he was a better all-round footballer. Yeah. He was even better in there. And I think he was a better goal scorer as well. And I think if I look at... I will hate he was an absolutely perfect partner for McCoyst. I think Johnson was every bit as good as a, as a partner for him. And the, the great thing about Johnson is, in this particular team that I've picked... If we go under the cosh a little bit, which they won't because nobody will get the ball off us, but if, if, if they went under the cosh a little bit, Johnson can drop back into midfield. Yeah. And he's he was an international class midfield player, as well as, well as in my view, the, the best, along with McCoy, is the best centre forward I've ever seen in Rangers. What, what, what has he got, David? Derek Johnson, 100 and, is it 140, 130? What goals? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's 200 and... Oh, it? yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's certainly more than 200. Oh, really? De- yeah. De- Derek Johnson played oh, probably the equivalent of at least five seasons, not as a striker. Right. And yet, he was... Until McCoy arrived, he was Rangers post-war top goal scorer. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. And, and to score... He was, to score, uh, uh, you know, is it was he 16, 17, 16? 16, 16 when he scored oh. the run. Yeah, he, the first Rangers player to got my bedroom wall because of that. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to sort of visualize that happening today. See, he, he was my, he was, he was my boyhood hero, so he was always yeah. going to come out of this team, really. But at 16, he scored the winner in the League Cup final against Celtic. At 17, he scored in the Scottish Cup final against Celtic. At 18, he'd moved to centre half and he won the European Cup Winners' Cup. <laughs> Jesus. At 19, he was then a midfield player, played against Ajax, and Johan Cruyff said he was the only Scottish player he thinks could get into the Ajax team. That's the one we're talking about, the Ajax team. <laughs> By the time he was 20, he was a midfield player that won the league, and then at 21 and 23, he was a top scorer at centre forward and two treble winning teams. He you was. That's, uh, if he's he's probably probably 
the most underrated is not the right word, but unrevered Rangers player in my lifetime. I honestly had no idea. I, I obviously the the cup final at sixteen, but what you've just followed that with there, I had not honestly not no he, idea. Maybe, he was capped by Scotland as a teenager at centre half, and a few years later he was Scotland centre forward. I mean, Jesus, what a foot, an, as an all round player, I don't yeah. think you're going to ever see that again. Yeah. I think he, I think he played something like 120 games for Rangers when he was still a teenager. I mean, <clears throat> we go we go back to it, David. Like we just sold Calvin Bassey for what 20 million. What what was what would Derek Johnston go for? At his peak, at, at, at peak DJ. Uh, these days, Jesus. Um, if it was the English Premier League with the money down there, he's, he's a hundred million player. Yeah. If 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 you look at Jesus Christ, Harry Maguire went for eighty million quid. Oh yeah, Jesus. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that always blows that out the question right. Uh, yeah, but, well, if, if Paul Pogba could be a hundred million, then God knows what Derek Johnson was. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. No, uh... So, if. if it feels instinctively as if you should pair hate with McCoys because they were so bloody good together. But I can't not pick Terry Johnson. He was just too good. He was yeah. too good. And just just to think, though, that, you know, scoring the winner against Celtic at 16, you know, and if someone done that now, they wouldn't be at Rangers the season after. We won't ever see that again. I don't even yeah. think we'll see it at 18. Well, uh, to, be, really to, be, to be fair, I, I think he's the only... I think he's still the youngest player to score a goal in a cup final in Britain full stop. Never mind... Never mind the youngest to score one for Rangers. Yeah. I don't think there's ever been a somebody's youngest him scoring a cup final. No. Probably a proper cup final. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. Um he was I bore people I can bore people to death about Derek Johnson because I I I think too many people don't appreciate just what he achieved. And the, the crazy thing was by about nineteen seventy nine, when he was still only about twenty five years old. He was past his peak. Yeah. He he should have had another six, seven seasons as the, the tornado that he was in his first eight or nine years. Um, but when Jock Wallace left, for whatever reason, he was never quite that player again. He was still a bloody good player, but he wasn't he wasn't that player anymore. I think he's off the field attitude probably. Really, yeah. I think I think he needed a sergeant major. And yeah, running them, and and instead of that, he got an ex teammate. Yeah, yeah. And, and as well, David probably coming through and playing so many games, he did so young. I always mm-hmm. say that that ends up catching up. I think we've seen it obviously with, with a lot of you know a lot of players breaking into the team so young. They do it at a certain age, and I think they do hit a brick wall. Um, yeah. Well, certainly there's not too many not too many that come in at teenagers and they're still in the first team at 33, 34, isn't it? Definitely not. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised by that. I feel like I've done a bit of uh, injustice, injustice there. But uh, to me, as I say before, to, I just know him from sort of Clive One when he was on that. And, uh... <laughs> and funnily enough, when he when he was on the when he was on the radio, I think a lot of younger folk turned against him because they they felt he was a wee bit too critical. Rangers are a, yeah too friendly yeah. with the sort of the other side of the divide in Radio Clyde and things like that. Yeah. Um, but... I think if anyone listened to um, to to our podcast after games, they'd probably say we're too critical. I think <laughs> sometimes you, again, he, he might just one of the people that says it. How it is, I've got I've got no no problem with that at all. No, um, 
but I mean, over recent years, there's not been too much to be <laughs> to be jumping no, about that for yeah. sure. So. I, 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 last thing I'll say about, 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 about DJ is that um, I've, I've got a book somewhere upstairs. I can't remember what it's called now. Stephen Halliday wrote it. Someone wrote the history but in it, in it, it lists what that that particular author thought was the fifty greatest Rangers players of all time. It was, it was, the book was the book was written about twenty years ago. Right. Um, Derek Johnson's number eight. And that's over a hundred. At that time, that was over a hundred and thirty. He's above all all kinds of yeah. legendary <laughs> players. Um, and and he, maybe maybe that's exaggerating a little bit. I don't know, but I certainly think for the nineteen seventies, anyway, he was he was as good as this, you're going to see. He was as good as there was. Oh, brilliant! That <clears throat> I, I, I think um, I had a feeling he'd, he'd go in there. Uh, no, David, that was the one. In, in, nah. in the but um, but that's some team, by the way. I actually going to put this in there now. I think that team will struggle to be beaten. Be well, I've got the advantage of picking over a longer period of time than a lot of others. Yeah. But that I would, I would, I would, I would back them against anyone else without seeing anybody <laughs> else. And saying that, there might you might have a seventy-year-old comes on that, that puts Jim Baxter and folk in it that maybe I'll struggle with, but. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, Baxter's one that, um, yeah, um, yeah. I actually did see him once. I did see him once. I got taken to a game in the late 60s when I was only about six years old because my dad wanted me to see Jim Baxter, but he was past it. He was yeah. big overweight. Uh, obviously, it wasn't the player that everyone wanted it to be. I uh, know. I've watched his, his documentary a, a couple of times and, um, yeah, he sounds like he was he was top top draw, but uh, yeah, no, that, that's gonna be our aim, David. We're gonna, we're, I've got to try and beat, try and get sides to try and beat your thing, though. That's it. Hey, I'll, <laughs> I'll take, I'll take on all comers. I'll, I'll stand with that one. And I, I'm, I'm still saying should guys have been a, too late now. The team's packed. The team's packed. Oh, do you know what? I'm gonna tell the boys now straight away. You're gonna have to listen to this, but Davey ain't put Gaza in his best eleven. <laughs> no. I know, I know. <laughs> no, nobody will believe it, but never mind. There had to be one. Yeah, left field one, didn't I? Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, no, I just just want to say, you know, David, thanks so much for for coming on. Really appreciate it. Um, and as I said already, that uh, yeah, that team's going to take take some beating. But um, no, I really appreciate it. Thank you. No problem at all. Enjoy your pod, and I'm sure I'll be listening to you again shortly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we're back on. Hopefully, um, yeah, I say this will go out, you know, soon. But hopefully, you know, the pods will have a Scottish Cup. To, to celebrate at least this season, David. That's that's the aim. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. I know I'm getting a ticket at least. So I hope oh. I hope I, I hope I enjoy it more than I enjoyed my last trip to Hamden. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because they're, they're you know filming this today. Uh, the, 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 the tickets have gone out for sale today. I'm right and saying that, David. So. Um, yeah. Well, I've got the email yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. No. Brilliant. As I said, hope hopefully um, you know more more cups to come and, and we can talk about. Better players next season. <laughs> Let's hope so. Hopefully somebody will challenge, come in to challenge my thinking about no modern players on my team. Yeah, yeah, that's the aim for anyone walking in the door next season. I'll, I'll, I'll get Colin to send this to Michael Bill, so he <laughs> is that as well. But yeah. uh, no, thanks so much, Davey. And, um, no bother at all. And uh, again, thanks everyone for listening. And um, please, you know, if you, if you fancy uh, coming on and, and giving, it, giving it a go, get in touch with, with the podcast and... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we want to try and get as many of these out as possible. But um, as always, thanks for listening.